Beautiful. Would you please take your Bibles this morning for a few moments? First John, back by Revelation, First John chapter 3. Don't get confused with uh, the Gospel of John. This is back by Revelation, Jude Revelation. And today, I want to do just a, a, a short three-week series on God. And today is going to be God our Father. Next week, I want to talk about Jesus the Son. The following week, about the personality of the Holy Spirit. But today, God our Father. We just witnessed a very moving and important baby dedication. We saw the little baby right now even in the arms of her dad. The weak in the arms of the strong. The dependent in the arm of the life giver. How long do you think Riley would exist without her parents? What kind of situation would she be in if she didn't have the love of her parents? So with all respect to Rahema today, I'm talking about the dad, God our father. So I'm going to just share a little bit uh, about, about Nathan. Nothing scary, Nathan, don't get nervous. But I know Nathan. I've known Nathan a long, long time. And I know the moment that little girl was born, that Nathan would have given his life for her. I know Nathan, and I know Nathan would defend her with everything in him. He will protect her. He will provide for her. He will watch over her. And this is exactly the picture that I want us to hear about God, our Father, because we have a heavenly Father in heaven that would do everything imaginable to help us and to strengthen us. And not only will Nathan protect his daughter, but God's going to protect us. And he's going to provide for us and defend us and play with us and counsel us. He will listen to us. He will teach us. He will lead us. He's our Heavenly Father. And how do I know that he will do that? In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Do you notice there's an exclamation that we should be called the children of God? And that is what we are, another exclamation mark. John is saying right here, he's reminding us of one fact, that God is our heavenly Father and he loves us. And because he's our heavenly Father, we are his child. And because we are his child, he's going to do everything he can to take care of us and to watch over us. Love is who God is. John goes on in chapter 4 saying that God is love. And he lavishes. Please understand, God lavishes his love upon us. I had to look at that word. What does lavish mean? It means overabundant, extremely, more than can be contained, overflowing. That God has more love for us than we have ever experienced yet. He is waiting for us to open our heart and to realize and recognize for sure who he is. And then he's going to pour out his love because he cares about us that much. That we should be called, as the Bible goes on, that we be called the children of God. And that is what we are. Folks, re be reminded of this. That when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, all of a sudden you took on a new name and a new identity. Yesterday, Marcia's niece, uh, Danae, got married. 27 years old, she found the love of her life, she got married, and I noticed something during that, that wedding ceremony, that when they introduced them, her name was not Danae Stentz anymore. 
Her name was changed. Her identity was changed. She had a new change in her heart. And this is what God is wanting us to say. That when we come to Jesus, we come to our Lord, that we have a new identity. That once we are lost, but now we were found. Once we were living in sin, but now we've been saved as we were singing about it. Once we were defeated, but now we walk in victory. We have a new identity because of who we are in God. And God loves us. He calls it, can you get this into your head today? God calls us his child. As much as I love Riley, I cannot go up to her and say, oh, you're my little girl. She's not my little girl. She's Nathan's little girl, Rahama's little girl. But we are a child of God. We are a child of God. And, and we just need to get this into a heart. Folks, I want you to please, please understand this. God, our Father, could not love you any more than he loves you right now. You cannot earn God's love. You just have to accept it. You just have to receive it. That God loves you, even with that Pittsburgh shirt on. He prays for you, but he loves you. There's nothing you could do to make God love you more. But understand this also. There's nothing you could do that will make God love you less. And that's what the devil wants us to think. Well, we blew it here. We did this. We, we shouldn't have said that. And all of a sudden, we feel like we're not very important anymore. Let me just tell you, there's not one thing you could do to make God love you less. There's nothing that separates us from God's love. He is our heavenly Father, and as Nathan loves his children with an unending love, God, our Father, loves us even more, and he calls us a child of God, and that is what we are. Then this is who we need to say we are. And when the devil tries to beat us up, when he tries to make us feel like a zero, when he's tempting us with all kind of garbage out there, we just need to stop and just say, wait just a minute. I am a child of God. And because I'm a child of God, I am saved, I am born again, and I'm on my way to heaven someday. We need to know this within our own heart. Be convinced of this, folks. The love of a parent happens instantly. In a microsecond, when a parent sees that child, Wes and Nikki were saying when their beautiful son, is he back there right now? Oh, I see him. He's hard to see, okay? When they had their beautiful son, they were amazed how quickly you love them. Immediately, Wes would lay down his life for that little one. There's a love that God puts within our heart as a parent that it doesn't matter what our child has done. We love them. We care for them. We're going to watch over them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to do whatever is necessary. And this is the way it is with God, our Father. He loves us instantly, absolutely. The moment we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God's love was there and lavishing that love upon us. As a matter of fact, we as parents, the moment we discover that we're pregnant, we begin to love that child. I remember when Marcia was pregnant with Aaron, our oldest, and the, and, and the doctor over the phone said, yes, you are pregnant. I, I, I just was so excited. I, I couldn't believe it. And I said, Marcia, call the doctor and confirm it. She said, I'm not doing that. I said, oh, would you please, 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 please call a doctor. She called the doctor to confirm it. You love that child immediately. You begin to paint the room. You set up the crib. You buy lots of diapers. You get ready for what's coming. 
And this is the way it is with the Father. The moment that we are spiritually conceived, the moment we accept Jesus as our Lord, He begins to prepare for our arrival. And He begins to prepare a home for us up in heaven. And until that time, He's there to protect and watch over and take care of us. He's going to do everything He can until we get home to make sure that we arrive safely. But folks, as a matter of fact, God loves us before we were spiritually conceived. Because the Bible says, and many of you know this scripture in John 3, 16. Would you say it with me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Before we ever loved God, God loved us. He's the father. He's the father. Say, and remember that he loved us first. Some of us say, well, I love God first. No, you didn't. The only reason you love God is because he loved you and he reached out to you and Jesus died on that cross for you. He proved his love. And now all you and I have to do is to receive it. The love of the Father. The Word says that the Father calls us valuable. The Word says that God does not want us to be lost spiritually. The Word says that God wants to give us good gifts. The Word says that God wants to take us home someday. And the Word says that God loves to have us call Him Abba Father. Abba Father. In Romans 8, verse 15, let me read this. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. God doesn't want us to fear. But you received the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. What in the world does Abba, Father mean? Abba is a word that means daddy. And God's word says, daddy, isn't daddy a cool word? Not dad, not in this context father, not pop, but daddy. Daddy is a word that just shows relationship, intimacy, closeness. There's no one on this planet that, calls, that ever called me daddy except three, three boys. And God our Father not only wants us to be, he not only wants to be our God, but he wants to be in relationship with us so much that we would actually call him daddy. Now men, let me talk to the men just for a moment. I know this might be a stretch for some of us macho types to call Heavenly Father daddy. But I challenge you, I challenge you, I challenge you, I double-dog dare you. Find some time with God, get alone with God, begin to worship where no one's around and no one hears you. And in a time of worship and fellowship with God our Father, I want you to pause for a moment and say, you really are my daddy. You are my daddy. You are my daddy. And I believe when you begin to call God, the Father, the Creator, when you begin to call Him Daddy, something's going to change in your spirit. You're going to feel loved in a way that you haven't felt loved in a long, long time. Try it. I think you're going to like it. There's something about that word, Daddy. This past week, during lunch, I was watching the History Channel, something that I taped a while back. It was a program called The Day the Bomb Dropped. August 6, 1945, when the Agola Gay went over Hiroshima and dropped the atomic bomb. There was a man on there. His name was Toshika. 
Japanese. He was in second grade at the time, so I'm trying to do the math how old he would be. So this is really important, folks. He was probably 78 to 80 years old today, which just reminded me that those in our church that are in that age bracket, you don't remember reading about it in the history books. You remember on the news broadcast what happened in Hiroshima because you were alive. This man said that he was in school at the time, and they had no idea what happened, but just the destruction was amazing. Everyone in his school was killed, except for him. 70,000 people were killed in that one bomb. Tashika came through the rubble. Imagine the devastation that he saw. It won't get graphic, but you can kind of figure what it looked like. And he's going through the gravel, and here's a second grader. He's crying his eyes out. He's scared, doesn't know what happened, didn't know if mom and dad were alive. He knew nothing. And all of a sudden, he heard. This, this was his story. You can, you can read it, download it, the day the bomb dropped. And, and he heard, let me, let me get it, Tashika, 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 Tashika. And he said, I heard, now here's a 78 to 80 year old man, and he's beginning to cry, and he said, it was my daddy. He didn't say dad. He didn't say father. He said it was my daddy. My daddy was coming. He was looking for me. My daddy loved me. My daddy was coming to protect me. My daddy was coming to help me. Here's this man with tears down his eyes because daddy was coming. And I knew what I was preaching on this week, and I heard that, and I began to weep in my, in, in my kitchen, and I realized no matter what kind of trouble that we are facing in our life, our daddy is coming, and he's going to watch over us. He's going to take care of us. He's going to protect us. He's going to provide for us. We need to get beyond that he's the father, that he's God Almighty, and sometime in our life we need to understand he's our daddy. He's our daddy. Today, Daddy wants to take you in his arms. I don't care if you're 70 years old. He wants to take you in his arms, and he wants to hold you and love you and rock you and take care of you and show you how much you are loved. And your situation is not hidden from Daddy. Now, God may choose to take you out of your situation to show you his protection. He might choose to fight the battle in front of you to show you his power. I don't know what daddy's going to do. I don't know what the father's going to do, but father knows best. And if we really love him, we begin to trust him. This week, I found many scriptures to explain so well how much God loves you. They're put together like a nice little story, and I'd like to read it now. These are right out of God's word and I want you to notice the scripture references on the screen. A man, I don't know who this is, Barry Adams, put this together. It's a letter from God to you and to me called my child. You may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs of your head are numbered. You were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. 
I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake, for all your days were written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been mis misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but I am the complete expression of love. It is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul. I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart, for it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. And one day I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son, Jesus. For in Jesus, my love to you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved so that I could gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me, and nothing will ever separate you from love again. Come home, and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and always will be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Love, your dad, almighty God. Right out of God's word, folks. What is your answer to God's question? Will you let me love you? Will you be my child? I think there might be three types of people in this room today. There might be those who have heard of God and, and, and heard God loves me, but you've never received God's love. Today, God's extending another invitation to receive his love. There might be some of you then in this room that you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you just feel like God is just so far away. And then there, I'm hoping there's people in this room today that have received Jesus as Lord and they have an intimate relationship with Daddy. Today, God is reaching out to each one of us. And I want us to reach out to him and to accept him. So Wes, I'd like your team to come back up, but I want to ask all of you, please do not be distracted, folks. If you need God's love today, 
Maybe you've never received him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've received God and you love God, but you feel he's not even close. He doesn't care. Today, God wants to be your daddy. We all need him. We all need him. So if, if you would, if you're able, would you stand? I'm talking to everyone here today. And if you need the love of your heavenly father today, you just have felt he's distant or you're going through stuff and you just need the love of your heavenly father, I want to invite you just to come and stand here, okay? I'm not going to ask you any deep questions, but you just need the love of the father today. Please come, come. You've been listening to a sermon from Louisville First Assembly. For more information, visit www.firstagonline.com. That's www.firstagonline.com.